I like to call a meeting to order. It's 5:35. Roll call. Lusala here. Maliabo, not here yet. Paul Shanks here. Panja, not here. Johns here. Kolash here. Shannon here. Ismail here. And we have one vacancy. And Panja is, she's here. I'm here. Oh, she is? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't even see her the, back yeah. then. Hi, Chanfi, how are you? Good, how are you? I am good. Okay, do I get a volunteer to read the land acknowledgement, please? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> we meet today in the community of Iowa City, which now occupies the homelands of Native American nations to whom we owe our commitment and dedication. The area of Iowa City was within the homelands of the Iowa, Meskwaki, and Sauk, and because history is complex and time goes far back beyond memory, we also acknowledge the ancient connections of many other indigenous peoples here. The history of broken treaties and forced removal that dispossessed indigenous peoples of their homelands was and is an act of colonization and genocide that we cannot erase. We implore the Iowa City community to commit to understanding and addressing these injustices as we work toward equity, restoration, and reparations. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, item three, approval of May 23rd meeting minutes. You can take a look, if not yet reviewed, and I will uh, entertain a motion to approve. Move to approve the minutes. Moved by Colors. Uh, second by Kelsey. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carry. Item four, public comments. Public comments at item not on the agenda. Commentators shall address the commission for no more than five minutes. Commissioners shall not engage in discussion with the public or one another concerning said item. No public comments. We're moving on to item five, updates on outreach and engagement from the police department. I was just gonna say stay there. Hello, it's nice to see you all again. Welcome uh, back. There are a few things that we can go over for the last month uh, since the last meeting. We did have coffee with a cop. We brought that back. It was our first coffee with a cop since the pandemic. Uh, so this is where community members um, and the police can come together over coffee to discuss issues and learn more about each other. Uh, another thing uh, that has happened in the last month would be a couple of tours. We do police department tours for anyone in the community who would like. Uh, we've had visitors from the village community and Tamarack Discovery Tool, or t school, sorry. Um, and this is really great because this promotes the understanding of diverse disabilities, diverse populations, effective communication. It helps establish trust and safety during emergencies when it comes to these children and these people with disabilities. 
we also participated in Stories in the Park. So Stories in the Park was fun. It was fantastic. We partnered with the Bookmobile, and we gave out free snow cones, and we engaged with our community at their level in a comfortable place for them to meet. Um, so that, again, helps with unity, uh, a sense of trust between the police and the neighborhood, and it gives an, a place for open dialogue if anyone did want to uh, discuss anything with the police in regards to recent events. A few other things that we had participated in would be the Especially For You race. Uh, they, it is an organization um, for awareness, uh, for breast cancer awareness. And they had actually created a giant inflatable ribbon to hopefully uh, insert into the Guinness Book of World Records. So Dr. Dan Yeager and his wife, Janine, they're the organizers of this organization. They crafted this large pink inflatable ribbon, and they had requested that we uh, witness the measurements so that hopefully the Guinness Book of World Records can um, submit it for approval. And then uh, the reason for this was just to raise awareness, um, to inspire people to, to join the efforts in regards to breast cancer. Another thing that we had participated in would be the community crisis food drive. So we did the Stuff the Bus event. Uh, so because we are deeply aware of the vital role of our community partners, um, we are driven by a strong desire to make a positive difference. So we are committed to supporting and uplifting our community, especially in times of need. And this is definitely a time of need. Uh, before we had started this event, we were told we are at 41% of the projected um, intake of food donations. So that's 41% of what they usually get by this time of year. So we were very, very honored to be able to be a part of that and help in that way. And last but not least, uh, Mobile Mexican Consulate and Wellbeing Services. So the Mobile Mexican Consulate actually came from Omaha to visit the University of Iowa. The University of Iowa Police Department had collaborated with us to support this event. And during this event, um, they offered assistance with passports, uh, consular registration card applications. There were talks given on topics such as rights, tornado safety, and the rep uh, repatriation process. Guests included paralegal from Garcia and, and Associates. He provided guidance on car accidents, and our outreach department supported the event by engaging with children and parents, providing information on emergency assistance, answering questions about ICE and policing and the difference between the two, and encouraging job applications for those who qualify, because I did have a, a woman speak to me about her older son, adult son, who was interested in applying. So, of course, I uh, informed her that we would be more than welcome to take that application. We would like to increase the diversity within the police department, um, and we would love to have someone from that community to be able to advocate for others in that community. Awesome. So that's everything that we've done in the last month. <laughs> that's a lot. So for the next month, we've got a few things coming up. And of course, it's not limited to what I'm going to list here. Uh, we do take phone calls all through the month, and we pick up uh, events as we go. So the first thing is Emergency Services Summer Camp. This is happening uh, July 10th and 11th is a junior high uh, edition, and then July 13th and 14th is high school. We're also going to be doing a one-day camp for neighborhood centers of Johnson County. This camp is a fantastic opportunity for children to uh, learn the roles of our emergency uh, 
our emergency services departments. And so they'll get to learn um, about the Iowa City Fire Department, the Police Department, Animal Services, University of Iowa Public Safety, Johnson County Sheriff's Office, Johnson County Ambulance Services, Johnson County Iowa Homeland Security and Emergency, Emergency Management Agency. Um, and the great thing about this is it uh, fosters leadership, decision-making, self-confidence in a supportive and enjoyable environment. There's pl uh, many topics covered. It helps them see what we do to help our community, what our roles are in the community. It also gives them the opportunity to see if this might be something that they want to take as a career path. And uh, on top of that, this is something that I haven't mentioned yet that I'm very, very happy about is the fact that this is a free camp. So it overcomes barriers like uh, financial and especially with summertime, a lot of children not having access to meals during the day. We have covered lunches and snacks for this entire program um, and we made sure that it was a free program so that it would be inclusive for all. Um, and then the very last thing, and this is a little more than a month away. So on August 1st, first, we've got National Night Out. This is a community building campaign. It promote, promotes police and community partnerships and neighborhood camaraderie. So basically the neighbors, neighborhoods will have their own block parties and we'll come visit each block party with McGruff and a few police officers to engage with our community and speak to them about policing, answer any questions that they have, and just foster a positive relationship with our, our community. Perfect. And does anybody have any questions? How is uh, the camp advertised? How do you get uh, kids enrolling now? Yes, so they're actually shared amongst all of our social media platforms across the emergency services, uh, also the city's social media platform as well. There was an email sent out to the local schools, uh, so principals of the local schools should have had an email explaining this camp so that they can suggest it to applicants that they think would be ideal. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I just have a comment about the camp. So my child is going to attend the camp, and just several weeks ago, I got a phone call because on the registration form, I forgot to list her T-shirt size. Mm -hmm. So someone actually reached out to me and asked about that. It just I was very impressed. You know, thank you so much for your work on this. Absolutely, yeah. yes. I guess I didn't mention we'll be providing free t-shirts mm. and gators as well because it's <laughs> going to be quite hot outside. So, And we're also going to have large uh, monster coolers to help with providing cold, fresh water for the, the children. And That's very good. That's very good. That's good. Veronica, Any other question? Yeah, if you don't yeah. Um, Veronica, it's really good to see you again. Thanks for being here. I just wanted to ask, you know, when you're doing these efforts with the community, like the Coffee with a Cop and um, the PD Tour and Stories in the Park, can you share with us some feedback that you're receiving from community members who are participating in these activities of, like, what are you hearing? Um, what kind of feedback are they providing to you, whether that's on site during these activities or in the follow-up immediately after? Yeah, so for feedback, I'll be honest, I haven't gotten any specific feedback. I've gotten more uh, questions like, we are getting porch pirates in the neighborhood and we don't know what we can do about it. We're afraid to approach them. Um, and so, of course, our response to that was the few, few basic things that you can do is if you have a ring camera installed, you can register that with the city, let them know if you see anything out of place. Uh, another thing would be just to keep the lights on. Just having lights on outside helps um, deter criminal 
criminals. And then since the gentleman had spoken about how some of his community members do talk about it, I did encourage him to create a neighborhood organization so that they, or a neighborhood association so that they can get together and they can speak about these issues in their neighborhood and then also look out for each other as a community. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be one of the things that we discussed. I, I mean, with children and with uh, those with disabilities, it was really more just answering questions. Um, we've, we had some fun questions from the kids, mostly about uh, guns, how someone would hold on to a flashlight and a gun at the same time, which was really interesting, and I learned something that day. Um, and uh, I had one asking why they called the police pigs, uh, which was interesting, but we didn't actually have a response for that. And so I told her, I'm like, next time you come here, I will find an answer for you and I'll give it to you because I feel like they deserve to know. And I feel like it's a great question, honestly. I'd love to know. Mm -hmm. I'd like you. to know too. <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah, kids can be funny. <laughs> I see that there's a chat comment. I don't know if we have any questions from our virtual. Do you see that there's a chat comment? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. Any other question for Veronica? Well, thank you for coming back. Thank you, you for your time. Me. Item five, update, oh, no, item six, follow up on a request to change the name, the Native American Land Acknowledgement to First Nations Land Acknowledgement. Um, Mark, do you have anything to say before we report on some of our... I'm very interested in what you have to say. <laughs> well, I reached out to Commissioner Sarkozy. Sarkozy. Uh, I didn't want to butcher that name. Uh, because she was uh, one of the original author of uh, this document. And graciously, uh, she responded back and she actually gave us uh, some feedback mm -hmm. that... You know, when they were drafting this document, they actually thought about the um, calling it the First Nations Land Acknowledgement, but they knew that that term was most popularly used in Canada, not in the United States, and that's why they named it the Native American, because that was a term that was uh, uh, popular here. But she went a little further. She said they actually uh, like to take it a little further to name it after the people that were actually here. Mm -hmm. So she suggested, <coughs> um, I think everybody have this in your packet. I, I forwarded it to you, Mark, sorry, you probably didn't receive it. So she suggested we call it the Iowa Sack and Fox Land Acknowledgement because it actually identifies the uh, tribe that was here. So I just wanted to throw that out there and uh, see if anybody had any thought on that. I can, um, I'll just uh, come in and then too as we, because I think, I think Mark, we would encourage your thoughts on this too, um, because I know that you've been invested in this. So I would just respond by saying that I think words have power, and I know we talked about that in our last meeting as well too. I think naming the tribes is something that I am seeing too in work that I'm doing um, on genocide prevention globally, but especially here within the United States. So naming our land acknowledgement by the most um, 
prevalent tribes here within our region, I think is a really strong recommendation. I would support that recommendation from SOCOAS. Uh, I, I think too though, we, you might be able to see that then still the way that we refer to our local tribes in the land acknowledgement itself, we use different terminology. Yeah. And so I think we, we have a little bit of work still ahead of us. Um, so I think we could uh, entertain a motion to change the title of the land acknowledgement while still pursuing a an effort to continue to reflect on what is the role that the Human Rights Commission and all of us as individuals can play in drawing together our efforts at, at recognizing our local tribes, but also um, embracing what it means to pursue and promote human rights yeah. for our tribal members of our community uh, here in Iowa City. So I think it's, it's a great suggestion. I would support that suggestion and also um, continuing to think about how we, we um, pursue further efforts. Um, and let me just be specific that, you know, SOCOAS has suggested the Iowa SAC and Fox land acknowledgement. Our current terminology within the acknowledgement itself includes the Iowa, Meskwaki, and SOC. So those are obviously overlapping, but we, um, there's a, we need to make sure that we are using the right terminology and adopting a new framing of this. Thank you. Anybody else? Like, <clears throat> Can I jump in? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Um, I agree with Kelsey. Um, I also feel that words are powerful, and I want to thank Mark for bringing this forth um, for, for us to think about. I'd say while words are powerful, and I think that having the land acknowledgement is important, I also would support, and, and I think that's what Kelsey was getting at, uh, making sure that there's true action and thought that goes forth to really support the community beyond the words and the reading of the land acknowledgement every meeting. Yeah. So that are that's my thoughts on this. Thanks, Sylvia. Thank you, Sylvia. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark, I'd like to apologize because when I got this uh, email, I forwarded to you. So I don't know how it didn't get to you because I really wanted to get your thoughts. I knew about the comments. I, yeah. I'm excited about the continuing conversation. I'm very grateful for that. Um, I'm a citizen that volunteered to be part of the conversation, but I haven't really been engaged in it in terms of meetings and those kinds of things. I like the word nation better than tribe. I want you to be attentive to what's happening to the Navajo people, even at the Supreme Court level. It's very significant. But at the end of our land acknowledgement, there is um, restoration and reparations. There's an opportunity in Johnson County um, along the Iowa River to restore some land um, that's adjacent, I think, to Terry Trueblood, between Terry Trueblood and the river, and I'd encourage pursuit of that. Also, I'd like you to look in this room. There's no evidence of any previous nations in this room. The photographs are of mayors. Um, there's no decorative, uh, nothing about uh, reparations that could be happening here, and I'd encourage that. You know, you're the ones that bring the voice to that. Uh, I know the city council is, a, they've also got a land acknowledgement. When we talk about restoration and reparations, these are verbs at the end of the sentence that need not be forgotten. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Anybody else have anything to say? 
Um, I, I, I agree with Kelsey, and I think uh, not only matching the proposal from uh, Commissioner Sakois, and I also possibly would like to actually ask her to review the entire body of the document if it's not matching up because we have Miss Kwaki on the document as well. So um, if you would like to make that motion, or you, you made the recommendation, but if anybody would like to make that motion to actually move further on uh, the possibility of changing the land acknowledgement and also working with her on the whole body of the document, maybe just a review of it, so. Just to clarify, we could, we could do that without a motion though, right? We could just move forward and then move to approve it in, in our next session after we've got a revised copy or would we need a, a motion to even I, move I forward? We don't, we don't need a motion, Stephanie? Okay, so we can just. You can, we can agree that we will agree do that. Agree that yeah. we will do that. We'll follow up with her on uh, reviewing the whole document and maybe since she was part of the, the group that authored that, maybe they can uh, yeah. review it and get back to us with it. Yeah, I, I like that idea. I'd be happy to help with that. Okay. Kelsey, I would be happy to do that with you um, okay. if you want someone else from the commission okay. to support that. And to Mark's comment, I'd also like to commit to working to learn more about that, that, that land around Terry Trueblood and uh, just thinking about ways that we can use our position and our voice to really look to, to support the community and 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 more than in addition to the land acknowledgement and the work we'll do up there yeah yeah i really like that i, I think we need to put some action to it and mark spoke uh, the truth you know word has power but what are we doing not just reading the land acknowledgement actually doing the work uh, to yeah leave it so so maybe one other suggestion I might make for, for maybe Sylvia and I as we engage in this, and Mark, to your point too, about what are our community members who are engaging in advocacy on, on um, Native, but especially Iowa, Sauk and Fox and Meskwaki issues within our community is listening to the advocacy requests that they're making. So I think that that area of land is one of them. And so I think one of the things that Sylvia, perhaps you and I can do and report back to the commission next time is a listening effort of, of what we've heard in, in advocacy requests of our community members that would then also help us as a commission better be able to position ourselves of how might we um, support them, how might we think about how we um, lift up those issues within the space that we've we've been given, both, and, and Mark, you mentioned the physicality of it, so the physical reminders, but also I think the words that we use, what we talk about, the issues that we bring forward here within this commission too. So that's my offer, uh, That and, and I'm getting, I seeing head nods from Sylvia too, so um, we can we can promise that back for, for next time, ideally, and if, if the timing doesn't allow, it might be the, the meeting after but it will be in the immediate um, future. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Everybody in agreement with that? Okay. Yes. Uh, we'll move on to item seven, uh, statement on Sudan. <coughs> I know Commissioner uh, Doug Kolash was working on this one, and I think we all have it in our packet as well. So you want to talk a little bit about it? Sure. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I've drafted a statement um, 
as an official res response of the commission to the ongoing situation in Sudan. Um, I reached out to Commissioner Ismail and Paul Schantz and got some feedback on that. We kind of came up with and then uh, incorporated that feedback into the draft that you have in front of you so we can look through this, discuss it, and then make any changes that anyone would like to suggest and move to approve. Yeah, I might just say thanks, Doug. Um, so I have had a chance to already review this previously and and provide um, feedback. And I, I just am really grateful to Doug for, for preparing this and for drafting this. And I think also I, it just so happened that the day that I got a draft of this, um, I was able to attend a, a welcome launch for the Immigrant and Refugee Welcome Network. Mm -hmm. um, and there were actually a number of representatives and, and members of our Sudanese American community here in Iowa City that were at that event too. And so I think especially being able to bring this forward, bring attention to this in our community um, on their behalf uh, is really important as well as in the sake of human rights and recognizing our human rights needs globally but also here locally. I especially appreciate, Doug, the inclusion of a new paragraph on um, the local services here in the community. So thank you so much for all the effort that you put towards this. Thank you. Mm. Well, thank you and to you, the three of you guys for taking initiative in this. Uh, it is very much appreciated. And if you know of other local organizations that can be included, yeah, yeah I was that just going to ask I, if yeah, there's those any were, more. Yeah, those were the th the three that I that I came up with. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there might be others. So if if you know of others that we can include, yeah. is it something that the new uh, immigrant welcome network? Possibly. I mean, their their organizational status right now is they're being supported by another organization okay. as they build up their um, their status. Uh, so I, I think we could direct to them. I think we could certainly reference them. Uh, I just frankly don't know if they have a website yet. They're okay. very brand, brand okay. new, but I'm okay. sure we could find out uh, and and certainly release this with that information after approving. They do actually have a website. Okay. So the Center for Worker Justice do help a lot of Sudanese communities. So if you want to reach out to Ayman, who is the new um, uh, chair or president of the organization, to be part of it, I think they'll appreciate that. Um, I knew there was a couple of Sudanese organizations. So is this the two Sudanese organizations that we have in town here? So yeah. they are both listed here. Yeah, I review it. Look really, really good. So, uh, I'm just besides list, uh, listing those organizations, I'm, I'm wondering if there is any other action as a human rights commission that we need to take besides making the statement. I know, you know, when we make the statement, we do a, a press release and it, it gets sent out in the city um, mailing and social media. I'm just wondering if there is any other action that we need to do to take it a step forward. So. so I would I would say that I was curious about um, our opportunities of how we might encourage our city council um, to also be prioritizing this and thinking about this. And so while they will receive this in official documentation from us, there are a couple opportunities we could consider too, including encouraging um, the entire city council to vote on a resolution or um, just our mayor could support a statement. Um, I, I'm actually not using the right terminology. It's not called a statement, but it's a, um, 
declaration? Proclamation. Proclamation, thank you. Um, so those are our two opportunities of if we want our city leaders to speak to this publicly and, and also maybe, maybe directly request that they support our statement. Um, but again, what can we do beyond words, right? And so I think in the opportunities there, there's a direct call to action. Um, Doug is a clearly yep. a good communicator. There's yep. a call to action in this of uh, supporting through monetary contributions, but I think too, and, and volunteer contributions, but I think too, um, thinking about how might we, again, listen to these communities, uplift what they need um, here in Iowa City and represent them uh, in, in what they ask of us of what they need too. Uh, so that's, those are some options that we can, we can consider. I like the idea of reaching out to our city council and hopefully either doing their own proclamation or at least supporting this and making a statement to support the, 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 the statement from the HRC as well. So I can reach out to city I'm council. Okay. And I'm also thinking of if, if there's something that we can do to also highlight the work because from what I'm learning is the Sudanese community and then there are some specific people who are really working very hard to um, support the people who have families still back in Sudan um, and what they're going through. So, I mean, I was thinking of nominating a few people that I know for the Human Rights Awards, but apart from that too, I was just thinking if that's that's a possibility to um, highlight some of their work in, in terms of advancing human rights uh, through our commission. Stephanie, do you have any um, suggestion or recommendation while we go from here with this statement, if we all agree? Or if, do we need to vote on it, right? To make it public? Yeah. yeah. So since the three of you guys work on it, any of you like to make a official motions to move forward with this? Uh, our motion to approve. Okay. Second. I second. And just a point of clarification, yeah. we're moving to approve with the addition of the two other institutions. Yes. The Center for Worker Justice, and I think it's called the Immigrant Welcome Network, but we can double check the, yeah. the names on that. Okay. Uh, all in favor, say aye. 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 And uh, I will reach out to a um, member of the city council, one or two, maybe the mayor, just go straight to the mayor <coughs> about the possibility of either supporting this uh, statement with uh, official support or uh, them working on a proclamation of their own. But I'll, I'll reach out to them and uh, they'll let us know. And if they're working on a proclamation, I know usually they work with Stephanie on that one, so. Mm -hmm. who, who seconded that? I couldn't, I heard a few. Suyen. Okay. Could I, before we move on, may I make a point for discussion? Yes. So, and John V, did I just see your hand too? Did you have another comment on this? No, you can go ahead and then I just had something to add. Okay, well I was actually going to uplift something you've already said. Um, so uh, I just wanted to like bring forward to that the, the mental health and trauma aspects are just really significant. And, and I think as we consider about our, our community and what our community members need, I've really appreciated learning and hearing from Commissioner Mpanjia about her efforts and the work um, that's happening through uh, uh, crisis services, but also especially supporting mental health and well-being. And, and, and being in a place where you yourself 
are technically safe here in Iowa City, but experiencing the secondary trauma of your loved ones going through a scenario like this and, and understanding what they're going through, it's, it's quite significant. Uh, so I just wanted to uplift and amplify something that, that John V had already shared previously with us. But you probably have, have a much better way of, of presenting your thoughts now, John V. <laughs> Thank you. No, and I was I was going to add that looking at the statement also, it's wonderful. And also seeing the work that Iowa City and even the entire state of Iowa does specifically for the Sudanese refugee community. It's amazing. Uh, that's Sudanese is one of the largest refugee populations that we have um, in Iowa City. And from what I'm learning from the Catherine McCauley Center, is that they're bringing so many, they're bringing about 200 new refugees also uh, potentially in this one year. So um, that's what I'm hearing. So I wanted to also echo that there is a lot of good work that's being done within the city of Iowa City uh, for this community. Thank you. Moving on, item eight, Immigrant Entrepreneur Summit. Iowa City, Coralville, August 8th. you have any? Yeah, so that is something that the um, office is um, supporting. And so the, um, the organizer and or the uh, executive director of the Immigrant Entrepreneur Summit reached out to me and she said that there are various speaking opportunities at the event. Roles can include the opening welcome, a keynote address um, or um, if you wanted to present. And so, you know, it's not that far away. And so if there um, is anyone who thinks that they may be interested in speaking um, and or participating just in the day, um, you, you can let me know now. Um, if not, I would say probably by the end of next week, just so if you're speaking, I can get you connected with Catherine so you can kind of make arrangements and go from there. Uh, question was that? Is, did, did I put the date on it on the agenda? I think I did. August 8th. Yep, mm -hmm. and it's at the, um, oh goodness, the, um, the Kirkwood Regional Kirkwood Center. Thank you, yeah. thank you. I'm like, I knew Kirkwood, but I knew that wasn't enough, so thank you. And it's a kind of a half day event, 8.30 to noon. Mm -hmm. It's 8.30 to noon, mm -hmm. 8 a.m. Yeah. Stephanie, is this maybe something, we had a lot of applications this past round for the racial equity and social justice grant that were business in nature, some of which we didn't end up funding because of the, the nature of the priorities of our grants. Is this something, a kind of opportunity that might be relevant for some of those grant applications that, that could be shared? I can share news of the event. I, yeah. I guess I, yeah, that's not a problem. In, in terms of the, the offer that was made to the commission, I guess I would be a little more uh, reserved on that until speaking with Catherine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna be available on that day, so. I was planning on attending, so I don't mind. Um, if you connect me with her so we can talk I can't her. hear you, Bijou, sorry. I said I was planning on attending it already, so um, if you'd like to let them know, I don't know what they'd like me to do, but. Are you interested, like, in speaking? Is that okay if we talk first with them? And sure, sure, but I would just connect you to Catherine just so you could. Sure. Yeah, okay, but that, yeah, no, no guarantee. Totally up to you, obviously, so, yep. And are we sponsoring this event or no? Or are we just? Um, the offices. The offices, okay. Mm -hmm. 
And so, Stephanie, if you want to put me down as connecting to as well, okay, um, sure. I'm not sure which, which, if any of those makes perfect sense for me, but I would be interested, especially as, some, as someone who, who's dived a little bit into entrepreneurship. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, so feel free and I, I am available that day. Okay. I will connect you with Catherine. And Bijou, is there a financial cost for you to participate? I'm sorry? Is there a financial cost for you to participate yeah, in Yeah, the there was, yeah. Do you already t pay that? No. Okay, um, can you send me the stuff and I'll just register you that? Okay. You see what I'm saying? All right. I'm so that it doesn't, since you, you would be representing the commission, then I'll take care of that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. Item nine, partnership with Park and Rec. So um, I had um, gotten an email a few weeks back from the recreation side of Parks and Rec, and um, they were um, curious to see if anybody on the commission, um, and it could just be individuals like one or two of you, but um, if anybody would be interested in assisting them as they work and plan um, these upcoming events. And so um, the first one is Hispanic Heritage Day. It looks like they already have a date and a location um, reserved, but if anybody on the commission is interested, I would just connect you um, with Mallory and Brad. If you change your mind, you can always let me know later. Um, the next one is Mental Health um, Day Celebration, which is October 14th, if anybody's interested. I'm interested in the mental health and uh, all around the world. I'll be interested in all around the world, too. Yeah, me too, in ID&D, all around the world. Thank you. What is all around the world? You know, I would have to get more information from, from them. Um, I, my understanding was that it, it's, um, it's an opportunity to showcase various cultures. Yes. Um, and to provide education to community members who might not be as familiar with these cultures is my understanding. But if you want like a specific um, program mm -hmm. definition that I don't have. And I'd also be interested, especially given Kelsey and our conversation a little bit earlier in the Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah. I'd agree with that, yeah. Um, so I was just going to offer my, my strongest interest in Indigenous Peoples Day and supporting that and working with you too, Sylvia, and connecting uh, the insights we're already hoping to gain. I don't think it's going to hurt to gain more information on what at least they're thinking, like the mental health celebration. Mm -hmm. you know, what are they thinking? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I have some interest in that too. So just if maybe we can get a blurb on each of these events and what are they thinking, then uh, we can maybe react based on that. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And what I'll do is just in the groups that you've mentioned, I'll just email you, include the staff from Parks and Rec, yeah. ask a great. question, an inquiry question, and say, hey, these two commissioners are interested. Can you provide more details? And, yes. And then the conversations can just go between you and them, and I, I can I step think that back. that sounds great. Okay. Stephanie? Thank you. And are these aligned? I don't know. No and no. <laughs> are these aligned with the Hispanic Heritage Day? Is that aligned with in the same, September the Hispanic Heritage Month and same with mental health? Like, I think that in the past, we really tried to, we've put, put out proclamations, but we haven't done the best job of, of having 
something else beyond the words. And this may be a really good opportunity to all of these to further that engagement in a meaningful way. Don't we have a, a Spanish uh, heritage fest festival in yeah. Iowa City? Yeah, there usually is one. I haven't seen it advertised yet, but Manny Galvez is usually the person who puts that together. Okay. But yeah, I just, I haven't seen anything yet, but I, I guess I would be pretty shocked to hear it wasn't occurring this year, because I know it did last year. So. Yeah, because I know it kind of goes with all those jazz fest and, Yeah, so, but they're now asking us to, this is just uh, in collaboration with the the Park and Rec, so it's not anything that we're looking at proclamation yet or anything like that. Because I know if there is a need for proclamation, you usually brings it up to us, but this is just for the partnership. Correct, the correct. This is yes. just for the um, the programs, not, not the proclamations. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and I guess my point was is that we, we typically do proclamations around these months yeah. and that it would be nice to also have a more an advanced thought out strategy about how do we build community and beyond the proclamation. Yeah, so getting those blurbs really will be helpful for us yeah, too. I'll get on it. I'll um, try to get all of this completed by um, Thursday by five so that you get the information as soon as possible. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Item 10, commission committees. Let's uh, start with uh, building bridges. Okay, so. Um, as you might be able to see, we had a lot of travel within our yes. um, committee over the last, or subcommittee over the last month. So unfortunately, we don't have an additional update from what we last provided in our last session. Um, however, I think we still have a strong commitment to the work uh, and into um, reconvening ourselves in, in the coming month. It's, it's been a challenging summer to do that so far, so um, especially with our own individual travel and um, the amazing work that John V has been doing and Bijou has been doing. So um, we're working on it. That's very understandable. Uh, sorry, with that, I just want to add, I know we haven't met, but uh, since I was in D.C. and I met with the human rights um, chairs for the U.N. over there, nice. and we had a conversation, and I'm asking the commissioner because we had conversation, and they said they, they, they can do meeting with us uh, if we would like, um, and I thought that was a good idea and a good opportunity if we can exchange ideas uh, with them. It will be via Zoom for them and, and with us. Yes, oh. if that's okay with you guys. I don't know what you guys think. I think it would be a good idea. We have to yeah. find out what topic are we going to be discussing with them, maybe plan it. I think it would be a great learning opportunity. And I'll send you her information. So since you're the chair, if you want to reach out, I can reach out to her, and you're going to reach out to her too um, to let her know that we agree. Send us the information, and uh, Stephanie and I always talk and figure out the agenda and go from there. So. Sure. That's great. I bet you that was uh, nice. Oh, God. I, I think I've talked about this too many times that I feel like I'm repeating myself. Uh, reciprocal relationship. Uh, the three members, we did not meet this year. As you can see, one of our members still traveling. Uh, Sylvia, she out there. Uh, while we did not meet, but we still were engaged in community events, uh, John V and I uh, held a a booth for the Juneteenth, which Sylvia also, uh, not Sylvia, Bijou also joined us to. Uh, we had the best booth 
We had the most fun booth, and <laughs> thanks to Stephanie, we had the best swag. So <laughs> everybody were coming That's around to, to get stuff from our table. Um, Stephanie gave us, I think it was three bags and a box, and, and we only have practically one bag left. So it was, it was great. So we're still reaching out to our members of the community, even when we're not officially having a meeting because of all the travels and stuff. So. Breaking bread. Um, I think continuing with the theme, um, I I was out of town for the first two weeks of this month, so yeah. Again, we you know have had struggles meeting. Um, <clears throat> although with the statement on Sudan, you know, because Ahmed is on the Breaking Bread committee with me, I re made sure that he was included in that since it kind of falls in that, yeah. you know communication education piece of our work. So, um, you know, again, kind of the same with others, travel difficulties, scheduling difficulties, but we, you know, remain committed and we'll, we'll press on. Well, we understand the summer is tough month to have meetings <coughs> and uh, we have member of this uh, commission who are highly involved in so many amazing things. So we thank you guys for all the work you do, not only here, but around the world as well. So. Uh, correspondence, do we have any correspondence? No, we don't. And uh, one community book. So you have in front of you a copy of The Farm, and um, the author will actually be in Iowa City on October 8th, which is a Sunday, from 1.30 to 2.30. She'll um, do a keynote and also be available to sign your book. And it's at C20 Pomerantz. You say 1.30 to 2.30? I think it's 3.30. I don't think my writing is clear. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 3.30. I think my two is just kind 130 of 1.30 to 3.30, maybe. Yeah, and it's at C20 Pomerantz. C20 Pomerantz. And again, this is the, every year, um, the University of Iowa Center for Human Rights selects a, a book for um, the community to read as one, and then they all always invite the author here. So this is... Uh, this year, so you get a head start on the reading. So no excuses. <laughs> and my kids didn't go for uh, summer school, so I'm gonna make them read it. <laughs> so there's no book discussion or anything like that. Just talking to the author. I, and maybe I think there books usually in. is a component of a book yeah, kind that's of what book I've discussion too. I have not seen the information on that. I've just seen the information on the author actually coming. Is that okay if we read it and we dis we discuss about it after we read? If that's okay, is it part of something that we can do in our commission? You maybe? can share. Okay, I, I just like the front so far. I feel like it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, of course you can always share your thoughts on a book. Um, yeah, my wife probably will grab the straight for me because she <laughs> reads all the book that Stephanie puts out. In the recommendation list, she's a avid reader. Then I benefit from it because she discusses it with me. So, okay, item 13: racial equity and social justice grant. As we know, our grant is starting July 1st. Here. Correct. And I thought you may have some reports from the the grant. Um, for the past grant? Correct, because they have until July 31st, but lots of times you'll get them. So that's why, one, I thought you might have reports from the last grant cycle. But for 2023, and I had sent this to reciprocal relationships because I, I thought this it. idea had 
come from mm -hmm. that group, but I could be mistaken. But um, I was wondering if the commission would be interested. There's eight recipients for 2023 and there's nine commissioners. So like each commissioner, since you want to mentor them and kind of be a part of this process with them, um, could select, well, one organization could have two commissioners technically, but um, each commissioner would select an organization to, to outreach, to do outreach to, mm -hmm. um, set up a time to meet, talk to them about, you know, you, what you do, what the commission does, learn about, learn more about that particular organization. And then at that time, you know, I think it. I think it would be nice and be more mindful to go to where they're located yeah. versus asking them to come to city hall or to some yeah. city facility. But I also, um, I mean, we can either keep it like nice and sweet and just do like a white envelope. But you handing the, an envelope to either the the executive director and staff indoor. I know a place that does those like lottery winning checks. So you know, if you wanted to do like the the bigger check, um, that basically just looks like a blown up replica of. It would look like a blown up replica of the city check that they received, minus the account numbers and all of that. But um, that that would be an option too. So it just kind of matters if how you, how you want to handle the presentation. But I think that's a great way to kind of establish those um, initial relationships by coming to them, letting them know, hey, this is me, this is, you know, I care about the work you're doing, this is why it's important. Um, and it's also an opportunity for, um, for that information, that picture, for what yeah. the commission is doing to yeah. be communicated um, to the larger community. So like through social media, news release, stuff yeah. like that. So that's what I was thinking. I like that idea. I like the idea a lot because yeah, initially <laughs> from the reciprocal, you know, we, you, we know everybody we're busy, so we're trying to, because this is one of our goal, and we, we try to divide all the organizations. So each of us ended up getting like two or three, three yeah. and I know people are busy trying to connect you to all those organizations. It's always tough. So I really like the idea of each of us, those willing, you know, have one organization and they can have the conversation and the liaison hours. So, uh, you know, I just saw your email on my way here, so I really like that. I like that too. I think it also speaks to the goal of breaking bread. Yes. You know, of getting that getting that word out there, showing the community what we're here for and, and how we support the organizations that are doing important human rights work here in our community. So and I think, yeah. yeah. Also building bridges. Yes. Let me just bring it. <laughs> I was just gonna say yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I when you were talking about it, I remember I got attracted to Community Foundation, the organization in uh -huh. Coralville, because I always have those big checks. Yes. And that attracted, because they put that on the social media, and you know, people that don't know who we are, what we do, or you know, the funding that we actually provide, that most people, more people will be excited actually to want to um, apply, and you know, and the people actually that been recognized, they will be grateful because you know, at least we recognize them and we give, even though we gave it to them and they like it, but I think just having that relationship with them and showing them that we care and we're coming to uh, listen to you or find out what you guys are all about and to tell you about 
who we are and um, them promoting us as well to other organizations. I think it's a, it's a very an excellent idea, Steph. And I think it's also promoting them yeah. because not many people know of all the work that those uh, organizations are doing. So promoting them, putting it on the social media, having those pictures out there not only speaks about the human rights and the grants that we're giving out, but it also talks about that organization and the work that they're doing. So I really like the idea. I think it's, it's more doable that way because you only have one to focus on and, and put those meetings and out there. So. Sylvia? I think it's very it's helpful to then allow the RRR committee instead of us having to to or having the opportunity to work with two or three that if we all spread this around the commission because it actually does fit within each of the committees yes, it does. that then you can lean on and just know that the RRR committee can help to going to build a structure around this pilot year. So uh, I think that you can lean on us and, and we'll work with Stephanie on helping to decide or self-select who, 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 what makes most sense to reach out to which organization to be their kind of ally throughout the program, but also maybe building in some, um, you know, specific times throughout the year that we really feel like it's important to check in and what what that relationship sh should should ideally look like, and and we can build those kind of parameters and focus on that um, to provide the support and structure for those ongoing conversations. Yeah, and we possibly want to do this during the month of July here, right? Mm -hmm. And reaching out to this yeah. organization and making this happen. So. Yeah, I really like the idea, Stephanie. Okay, I really good, like it. Good. And how do you want to go about selection? <laughs> well, we can do it randomly. We can draw names. Um, you know, I know some of you have affiliations with some organizations, so maybe you do want to, to outreach to them. Maybe you don't. Maybe you want to do outreach to an organization that you're not as familiar with. So, um, and I'll just read all of them. Um, so natural talent music, White House of Fashion, Great Plains Action Society, Neighborhood Centers of Johnson County, um, Houses into Home, Al Imam Center, uh, Community. I think it used to be the Crisis Center. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can do the Neighborhood Centers of Johnson County and uh, Right House of Fashion. I can do right house of fashion or the uh, houses to home too. So well, I I'm just giving you each your for what you said first. Oh. Yeah. So okay. I can do the Al Emon Center. Is that the girl? Yeah, club? it is. Yeah. yeah, because well, I I think three of those that you mentioned, I, I'm already working. Yeah, with I didn't know how you felt about. Yeah. 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 Other okay. people can. No, I can do houses into home because you didn't say that first, right? No. <laughs> She's I gonna give you the way. Okay. So. I say that second. Okay. <laughs> I think Kelsey, yeah. Kelsey or I should yeah. um, consider doing Great Plans Action Society just because it really do does fall in line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's that was well said. Well, so one can. can have two, so do you want to just do two? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Great. So we still have uh, what's left? What's left? 
Unless I, can, I miss something. I can something. do the first one you said. I'm sorry. Natural. The first one that you said, the talent one. Oh, natural talent music. And we still have the community. Yeah. Are you volunteering for that one? Yeah. Okay. The crisis center community? So we still have CWJ and community. Is that how you say it? Community? Mm -hmm. Community, like com yes. Community okay. crisis center? Yeah. I can do a community crisis center. But not CWJ. Oh, let's give the, uh, yes, you, you are I affiliated think, with, uh, yeah. so if you do. I'll do all IMON Center and Community Crisis Center. You do two? I can, if somebody wanna come with, can somebody come also? I can do one or the other, if nobody has. We still have the community, no one is doing the community yet. And we still have dogs there. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, sorry, one choose one. No, that's sorry. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, and there's still CWJ, I think, unless yes. Center for Worker Justice. Center for Worker Justice. Okay, I can do that one. And we should have um, whoever the, the ninth commissioner will be too. So like Bijou, who has two. Um, well, we have uh, we have Kelsey and, and Sylvia both doing one. So right. They so oh, they so, can. Yeah. They so, can do so they can pick that one, and then yeah. since they have two of them, they can do two. Well, it might make sense. I don't mm -hmm. get it. <laughs> I said they, they had two commissioners for one organization, okay. which was the Great Plain. So instead of both, if they want to both do that, they can also do. Or they can do the crisis one together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. or they can divide that. Yeah, that's fine. That way we all have, have something. one. Yep. Yeah. It makes sense. And so what I'll do in the next few weeks is I will um, give you the contact number per the grant, and I'll also reattach a PDF of that specific grant so you can just re-familiarize yourself with that. Okay. Then you can just reach out to the person and you know make that work however you want. Um, and I'll tomorrow I'll contact the printers to see what a turnaround is on, because I want each check to be like unique so that yes. they can keep it, mm -hmm. not the kind that you like do a Sharpie with and then wipe and it off. Right. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, you know what their turnaround on that is so that may and i guess you don't have to do it at the first visit either you know you might just want to kind of um just introduce yourself and keep it light and then go into more of that at the second meeting too but you okay. can reach out set up a later date I like it, Stephanie. Yep. See? Yeah, great. amazing. Great idea. You are always with the amazing ideas. That's why well, we thank you. It. Every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. All right. Item 14, Commissioner Spotlight. Uh, this is something that Stephanie sent out. And uh, some of us that have been here a while, I think we have done this in the past. So we would like to get some of the new commissioner, you know, out there. So I have it, did two. you get anything? I have two, and so those um, two commissioners will be featured in um, the July lens. Okay. Um, but even if you're a more um, matured commissioner, um, <laughs> there's actually um, a set of questions this time, and they're they're kind of those get to know me questions. But they also talk about, you know, um, why you joined the commission, what you think the biggest human rights issue is in Iowa City, what you want to work on. So it's a little more detailed than just kind of giving us a bio. So I would encourage everyone. Um, and as long as I am receiving them, I will keep putting them in the lens. Wow. So okay. even I though it said encourage. June 21st, it, it, uh, it's still available to, 
to participate. I would encourage everybody to do them too. Yeah. Because I think it's a way of getting uh, you out there, presented to the community, so people know the work that you are doing. And uh, it's also a way to keep having the human rights information out there. So. Yeah, and if you need a headshot, um, um, I think, did Jack take yours, Janavi, on Friday? I think it was. Sorry, your voice. I think it was Jack that took Jack? your picture. Oh, Sophie, Sophie. Oh, Sophia, Sophia took it. Sophia. Yeah. Why did yeah? Professional picture done. Okay. Well, so we can have um. Wasn't that the person you connected with? Like you CC'd her with me, and not Jack. I think. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. But there's people available that yeah. um take images and they take great pictures so they do they do a great job in there. and if you need a professional picture this is your chance oh my <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh staff announcement i don't th think i have anything <laughs> really i send out a lot of emails to you guys so i don't sure. has already been sent veronica any more announcement Actually, yes. Um, right. Just something small. I overlooked a couple of uh, small things. We do have a couple of invites from south of 6 Iowa City Business District for a coffee connection on July 13th. And on the same date, we actually had an invite with Parks and Rec for their hydrant party. Um, so as long as staffing permits, hopefully we can attend all of the events on top of uh, being there for emergency services summer, summer camp. Um, and our, in this next month, we are actually starting a new recruitment campaign. We are promoting diversity in this recruitment campaign and hoping that we can uh, entice individuals from different communities to consider a position with the police department. It's a great way to have a voice in your community and be able to represent the, the demographic that you, you choose. So I think that's just about it. Did you have any questions in regards to that? No, no question for me. Perfect. Thank you so much again. I do apologize for missing those earlier. Oh, no apology needed. Thank you. Uh, item 16, commissioner's announcement. Commissioners should not engage with each other on doing this uh, announcement. So, anybody want to start? I'll start. You know, I, uh, uh, John V. Bijou and I, like I say, we, we, we did the booth for Juneteenth. It was well intended. I was proud to have you guys represented. Um, John V's brother was also visiting from India, and he joined us with his guitar, and he was singing some nice tune, and which even brought people more to our table. And uh, my favorite song was the John, Len uh, uh, John Lennon song, Imagine. Imagine. And if you haven't heard John V sing yet, she has a beautiful voice. Uh, and dance. And dance. And she was teaching, teaching Bijou uh, dances as well. So, like I said, we had the best, we had the best booth representing the Human Rights Commission. Um, so it was, it was a nice event. Uh, there was a lot of activity going on in town here. So, you know, pride was amazing to see people out there, to see our community really celebrating pride, especially in light of everything that has been happening in our state. It's, it was just amazing to see the support, uh, to see Doug was out there. Uh, what I was, I saw Mark um, was out there too. What I was even more impressed to see this year, it was 
the more the number of religious affiliation, the number of churches that came out in support of pride. It was just amazing. I know in the past we saw maybe one or two, but you know, I think we probably had about seven or eight churches that marched in the parade and were out there just uh, supporting. So it was it was really good to see uh, those things going on in our community. So. Anybody else? Um, I have been involved with um, planning the welcoming week, week in Johnson County. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't attend the monthly meeting um, in June for a work retreat, but um, I should be able to provide more information at our next meeting regarding like what kind of events they, they want us to maybe co-host or help with. So the welcoming week is in September. I think it's from September 8th to 17th this year. I can just jump in and say, I actually was at the welcoming week planning committee meeting the first time uh, and uh, I'm working with, um, I think it's Katie or Caddy. Katie, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. came here and presented at the previous uh, commission meeting and working with her on um, on some of the strategy around organizing um, the, uh, the all the separate events, but kind of collectively. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I just other quick updates. Uh, I'm in New York right now for the my organization's. Um, Goldberg Prize for Peace in the Middle East, which mm. we annually recognize um, work that's being conducted jointly by um, a Muslim, Arab, and a Jewish Israeli um, who are coming together at the grassroots level to advance the cause of peace in the Middle East. And uh, I can't say too much about who, uh, too much details since it is tomorrow, but the group is, the two individuals did come together and they're working to build basically a new generation of cross-tribal uh, Bedouin leadership mm. operating in the in partnership and working working a lot with the youth in this um, capacity. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that ceremony tomorrow and to share more with the commission once we put out press. And then the last thing um, I'm currently working and reviewing for um, the gender equity and STEM challenge for which is a collaboration between MIT and Tiger, Tiger Global Impact Ventures. And it's a it's a grant that is kind of crowdsourcing US based solutions that addresses barriers um, and um, potential for girls and women in STEM across the country. So um, it's it's exciting, and I was I was very honored to be to be asked to review for that. Thanks. I can go, but I'll be brief. Um, I was in D.C. for a conference, a three days conference for the U.N. Uh, United Nations Association, but we also combined. There was over 700 people that joined, um, both in person and virtually. Uh, it was very amazing because we had so many people that came to speak, uh, ambassadors, and I think Abby, I 
cannot say her last name right, Fink, uh, Representative Abby Finken. Finken She also came and spoke, and then um, we had to go to speak with Congress um, about UN and uh, the peacekeeping and the budget. and. Um, we spoke with um, Senator Grassley's office. The, the, there was only two of us, actually, from Iowa, my colleague from the Johnson County UNA, uh, Merce and I, that represented Iowa. So we got to speak with uh, the Office of Congress of, I mean, Senator Grassley, uh, Senator Johnny Ernst, and Mick Mill. Um, it was very, it was good, good, very big experience for me, and it, it was amazing. So I'm actually asking you guys if, you know, like we talk about a lot of issues that's going on also here. They give us opportunity. We're supposed to have 15 minutes, but since they're so busy, some of them give us only five minutes because everybody's busy there. Um, please contact your Congress. Um, you know, con always con contact your Congress if there's issue. There's a lot of issue going on in Iowa that we can call them about that. Uh, I know they say they will they would do something, but they do actually do listen because I got some reply. I took my daughter with me, and um, uh, she had a great experience. She, she even got a, uh, an internship, but unfortunately they didn't know she was only 15. <laughs> uh, so they told her to come back when she's 18. But it was amazing. There's a lot of uh, work that we need to do. Um, but uh, please, please, please contact your Congress. Please call your Congress and uh, continue speaking about the issues that's going on here. I also would like to say thank you so much to Iowa, actually, we have amazing resources. There's a lot of organizations that were there that spoke about how they don't get resources from the government, and I feel like being here and knowing how much resource we have, I feel blessed um, to have that. Um, I started even telling people about some resources that <laughs> they didn't have and connections and stuff. So thank you for Stephanie. Thank you so much for so many languages that we have here um, to translate for documents for immigrants and refugees in big cities. They don't have that. Um, I want to do more. I was very... Um, driven to do more what I saw in D.C. And we, we met with some homeless people on the streets. There's a lot of homelessness on the streets. And they're, they're very, very intelligent people. Um, but they're homeless, and they have very good stories to tell about how they became homeless. So I'm going back in August for a documentary for that. Um, so thank you. Anybody else? Sure, I can give some updates. So, um, Biju, thank you for that encouragement. And I think I would just say too that our our representatives in the Iowa State House and um, our our senators in the Iowa Senate are also all years for um, citizen interest and, and hearing your questions and comments, even when they're out of session, too. Um, so I think that's a really good rep reminder, both at our national level, but also here at our state level, too, because there's there's a lot of issues that go before our state house um, and Senate as well, too. So I, I can also be very quick. So um, last week, I was in Colombia, in Medellin and Palmyra, Colombia, for a symposium and member workshop for a network that I co-facilitate co 
that's called the Peace in Our Cities Network. And this is made up of 22 cities and uh, over 40 nonprofit organizations and civil society groups that are focused on a commitment to reduce violence in our cities by half by the year 2030, which aligns with the Sustainable Development Goal um, 16, um, especially 16.1 on reducing all forms of violence by 50% by the year 2030. So we have seven more years, <laughs> but it is possible. And one of the ways in which it's possible is through strategies that have been proven to work um, within communities around the world, um, strategies that are balanced, that involve the police force, but also involve community services, mental health services, um, psychosocial support, economic development, uh, and more. And, and there's different models and ways in which um, we can pull out these stories and these lessons uh, and, and different models to pull from, I should say. So last week in Columbia, I had the extreme privilege of being able to organize a lot of um, thinkers that have been working on these issues and pulling out some of their lessons and their direct experiences from that. Some of the peer exchanges that are happening city to city uh, in doing so. And then um, ideally, hopefully, taking that forward. One of the really interesting things that's happening here locally is taking one of those models um, on community violence intervention and, uh, and actually, we now have a staff member who's been hired for that in Iowa City and to lead that effort um, across Johnson County, I guess I should say, actually. And tomorrow begins the first day of a book study on the book that's called Bleeding Out. It's been written by Thomas Apt. And uh, this is one book that collects insights on, on violence reduction strategies within cities, especially within the United States, cities based within the United States. And so I will be participating in as many of those, of those book study sessions as I can. Um, uh, Thomas Apt is someone I've worked with before. Um, he's got some really good ideas, but he's not the only voice out there. So uh, I think it'll be really exciting to see where that book study goes. And it'll be, I'll be thrilled to report back to all of you, but I know too, they are also accepting others that are interested in participating in those if, if you have insights and interest. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else? I can go. Um, again, it was a lot of fun, uh, as Roger said, with Juneteenth. Um, and it was Bijou who was teaching me how to dance. It was the other way. It was a lot of fun. Um, apart from that, I think I'm going to be... Um, I don't know if people here are aware of the Project Management Plus training, which is a very nice uh, model by the United Nations, which is uh, training community members uh, or training people who can go and train community members to communicate with them. And it's it's a lot about talking about mental health care and uh, basically bridging the barrier between um, people who are new and have a different cultural way of looking at mental health uh, and accessing resources. So um, if anybody else is interested in this training, can reach out to me. And that's going to happen in Iowa, in Iowa City, uh, in the College of Public Health uh, in August. So I'm not sure if they, they're still open um, to registration. But this I believe that this keeps happening. And we're really fortunate that we have this program in Iowa City. I've heard that New York and Iowa are the only places that are actually uh, doing this. So it's really nice. Um, it's just basically, and, and some of you are also members of the community. So basically, you could either be trainers or you could be leaders who go into communities to uh, talk about um, mental health and uh, care among refugees. Uh, so I think that's happening, and I've signed up for it, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do it because I'm an international student. So I think I have restrictions with 
hours. So, but regardless of that, I think it's open to everyone. Um, apart from that, I'm also part of uh, APA, which is American Psychological Association's Graduate Student Committee. And the good news is that students are working really hard and now working also towards, um, we got voting rights, um, but now also strongly working towards uh, rights of um, other people, uh, a lot of people, because there's a huge need for mental health um, at this point, and then there are fewer resources. So again, advocating for uh, people who are either international students or out folks who are outside who are even undocumented, similar to what medical students have done. So I think that's good news of trying to advocate for what we can do together uh, to have more people talking about mental health um, and advocating for their rights so that they're able to come and help in the community. Um, I think uh, that's that's mostly it that I've done. And apart from that, just I think last time I was also talking about uh, how it's just a little more frustrating with, you know, when, when I'm working with um, people who are undocumented and they have lesser access to resources. Um, but I'm, now I'm learning in the process of this month that even though it's difficult, Iowa City still provides a lot of resources. So the people that I was working with are now, you know, housed, they are in a safe, a safe space and they're taken care of within Iowa City. So I think, again, that is extremely i'm very very appreciative of that and like uh Vishru also said you know whenever you travel outside you see so much there's so much poverty there are people on the streets who are not taken care of and i think iowa city again is doing amazing work um to help a lot of folks um within the community so just echoing that thank you Jamvi. anyone else uh, just echoing your your comments on Pride, it was a fantastic day. Um, just great. The Iowa City Pride group does such a good job organizing that. Um, huge crowd this year, even more so than last year. It was it was fantastic to see. So, um, you know, I think it's it's one thing that the Iowa City, you know, one of the many things Iowa City does very very well is you know showing that support and being a welcoming and an inclusive community, and it was it was just a great day to see that. So. Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, no comment. Okay. Well, we are moving on. I I just wanna to close that. I wanna say. Uh, I don't know if you guys were aware and you get city news. I think it was last year that Human Rights wrote a letter of support on a grant that the city of Iowa City was applying with the Department of uh, Transportation. And uh, it was nice to see that the city of Iowa City got awarded $23 million to purchase a couple more electric buses and also to build maybe a new bus depot where those buses can be um, charged. So it was uh, a good good event to see that, uh, you know, our city keep moving forward and the things that we are doing, especially with uh, our, you know, plans with uh, climate change plans. So, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. good job today, workers that put all those things together, including Stephanie and uh, I'd like to entertain a motion to adjourn. Move to adjourn. I'll second. I'll second. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? No. All right. We are adjourned.